2: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is The Sopranos. My name is Jeff, and my dad had a connection named Tony the Russian from the Bronx that hooked him up with foreign candy.
1: My name is Jimmy, and I often have to stop myself from buying kitchen appliances after watching infomercials at work. (laughs) My name is Dan, and
0: my family was never in the mafia, but like The Sopranos, I also had an Uncle Junior, an Uncle Sal an Uncle Lefty. So now that I think about it, my family might have been in the Mafia. <laughs> yeah,
2: Classic. those are definitely uh, mafiosa names. Yeah. Or they're just, you know, just New Italian. England, Tri-State Area, yeah. Italian descent nicknames. Very true. So I had two random facts that were Sopranos
0: related. The other one is, Jeff, do you remember contacting me a few years back while watching The Sopranos and asking me, is uncle junior drinking out of the same coffee cup that your parents have uh maybe yeah uncle junior has the same
2: uh dinnerware set as my parents used to have <laughs> well That's because also in the Sopranos, yeah they we have, had a conversation they about have this. the same dish set that my grandma had for yeah. many years prominently featured if you're from the tri-state area and mm-hmm. your older relatives are italian
0: <laughs> you can connect with the sopranos a lot that's funny, Jimmy. What have you bought from infomercials?
1: I haven't. I've had to stop myself. Oh, like, you've had close calls. Oh yeah. There's like what's a, top of your list? Like if money was no object, uh, a Ninja Foodi Grill. I think that's probably oh, the, uh, the what one that, that I'm thinking about. Uh, it's a it's a basically it's an indoor grill, um, but it's also combined with an air fryer, so it it <laughs> uh, it cooks all the way around. Yeah. Um, oh. So like you get you still get the char from the grill. But, um, I have to say, if it. you were
0: going to buy something, like at least Ninja is like a reputable brand. Like, Ninja I have a Ninja Blender stuff. that's really good. Yeah, they so also have I. the
1: best infomercials. Like, if I have to pick an infomercial to watch, I usually pick a Ninja. <laughs>
0: Who picks infomercials? Well, that's job. what I do at work. It's literally his you job. You pick them, though? Yeah, I have
1: to. Cool. Yeah, that's part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty neat. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, that's over. Hi, y'all. Every week on Talk Me Into, we have a little segment that we enjoy called Talking Ourselves Into. Mm. It's just uh, what we've been doing for the week. Mm. You guys uh, may enjoy it. I don't. Oh, really? I love it. Wow. All right. Do you want to start off with you
0: first then? Me too. Sure. All right. I mean uh so we've been talking for a while now that we're we're preloading episodes here. Yeah. So at the time that you're hearing this, this is not really as topical as it could be. Yeah. But you could still access this. Guys, I'm talking myself into the new season of the Eric Andre show. Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, I don't even is, know if there is a
2: new one. Oh boy.
0: We're <laughs> they've been doubling up, which I find disappointing cuz that means the season will be over in like 2 weeks. Yeah. But they've been showing two episodes every Sunday night and They are so bonkers off the wall. (laughs) That show is so good. The show was always weird, but I feel like it was contextualized enough that if you didn't know about it, you could be like, oh, this is weird and it's funny. And now it's just all insular. Now, yeah. Now there's... Like, I can't even describe it. If you don't know what the Eric Andre show is, you're like, this isn't even entertainment. Like, this is just... (laughs) This is just footage of insanity. There's no longer like jokes. The stuff like out in public is just so beyond weird. Okay. I was just watching a sketch from the last episode where he does like, um, hidden camera stuff. He's out on the street and he is a rabbi, like an orthodox rabbi in the full garb riding a bicycle and he crashes the bicycle and he asks for someone to help him. And when they lift his like coat, like they wear these trench coats. Yeah. Uh, he has what appears to be his penis stuck in the spokes of the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Like there's so uh, much good stuff. And the way he messes with, um, like guests on the show is so good this season. He also like every season, as you guys know, tries to make himself look odd and yes, off-putting.
1: I know how he looks this season. Jeff, you know so how great. he looks this season? No.
0: He gained 60 pounds and shaved off all of his body hair. Oh. Including his eyebrows, like his hair. Oh dude, it is terrifying and he's always like (laughs) glistening and sweaty and he wears a white tuxedo through the whole season
1: yeah that show is probably one of my favorite like comedy things ever
0: it's so out there yeah i just laugh bird up yep i laughed through the entire episode and like side note uh i don't want to wait for it to go to hulu or i just whatever yeah so i had my parents record it on their DVR because they still have the direct tv please tell me they're watching it they are watching it and they (laughs) (laughs) hate it sorry jim
1: they're like oh that's great this
0: is not a tv show (laughs) my dad's like this isn't funny it's just weird i don't want to watch it he's like Uh, it makes me uncomfortable
1: (laughs) that's exactly what they're going for that's what i said i'm like
0: nobody's doing tv like this and he's like rightly so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: anyway, oh,
0: that's good. So check out Eric Andre show. If you, you know, if, if this is February and you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Jeff. Yeah. What are you talking yourself into?
2: Oh boy. So I'm glad Jimmy's going last because he could bring it back up, uh, oh. bring up the happiness. But uh, if uh, people don't know, I lost my dad this year and I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to uh, talk myself into talking about him more because I yeah. don't. And, uh, that's all right, Jeff. We're uh, here for right. you. That's why I do want to say this one. Uh.
0: No, I encourage you, Jeff, because you tend to keep things bottled up. And uh, sometimes it's good to share memories. Well, we're going to come back. All to
2: right, Jeff. Jim, what are you talking yourself into?
1: All right. Um, I'm going to lighten the loop mood a little bit. Mine is the cat vibing meme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. It's literally just a cat. That is uh, bobbing its head up to some music, to a video. Is that the thing where they're putting different video behind him? Yes. Yeah. I like
2: the one with the guy on a bench and a guitar.
1: Yes. Um There's uh that guy who's doing the, I think it's called the Ivan Polka or something like that. It's like... Yeah. That's what it is, do, right? Do, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, that one's really
1: good. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's so good. I don't know why I'll just stay up all night <laughs> watching <laughs> all those night stupid videos. Is a
2: three-second loop of a cat.
1: Yeah. Can you use that to promote? Talk me into. Oh, absolutely! Can yeah. put <laughs> the cat
0: vibing video over some of our cook with us or something? Yeah,
1: for sure. I'll I'll make sure. Or just to put that out there. Jeff
0: announcing this. that he's having a baby. That video.
1: <laughs> yeah. Put some music behind cat it. Cat vibing in you the You guys foreground. are like,
2: oh shit! And the cat's just like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I like it. Yeah, that's what I've been talking myself into.
2: Yeah. When we come back, <laughs> we're gonna talk Jimmy into joining the mob.
1: All right.
0: Hey, Jimmy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Change okay. it up. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy. new year, new
2: Dan. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're talking you into what many people believe. Is the start of Prestige TV. Mm. That's true, yeah. Sopranos, Definitely around there.
2: Like I think Oz was the first step, but Sopranos really yeah Oh yeah. When did Oz the, start? I don't uh, know. maybe like a year before. I know the yeah. Sopranos
0: has a lot less male penis than yeah. Oz.
2: <laughs> Which is why I prefer Oz. <laughs> so why are we talking about the Sopranos, <laughs> yeah. guys? I, I prefer male penis. <laughs> yeah. Female oh. penis, okay. Yeah, male it's penis. Fine. Top knock until you tried it
0: that's true uh the sopranos jimmy yes it's a crime drama family series about a family of people in the mafia in new jersey it launched in 1999 yeah it was created by david chase um what else has he done
1: anything uh, oh you're gonna do this to me (laughs) uh
0: i know he made a movie that i really enjoyed um which i don't remember oh not fade away
1: I remember you talking about that.
0: Uh, prior to The Sopranos, he wrote for The Rockford Files, I'll Fly Away, and Northern Exposure. Okay. Um. He is, yeah, I mean, there's other things too. Okay. He did uh, a series that I really enjoyed that the rest of the world didn't enjoy on HBO called The Deuce. Oh, was, I remember that, yeah. Okay, I never finished it. Oh, the it was, ending was really was good. Fine. Uh, but yeah, I think he's most known f- for The Sopranos. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Jeff, when did you start getting into the Sopranos? So
2: I watched random episodes here and there as it was airing. Like I remember certain scenes with Christopher and Paulie, like in the woods in the yeah. in the barrens. Like oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember certain scenes. Yeah. Um and just like it is a show you have to watch in a row, but like yeah. it was such a huge thing when it came out that it was just hard to mm-hmm. avoid like anything like even you know mad tv was parodying it with like the gabagoo Mm. you know it was just this huge thing um and i watched several episodes my dad loved it he watched it all the time that's usually when i watched it and um then when i was unemployed in like the end of 2013 i borrowed all of the series from dan's uncle keith yep Mm -hmm. and i just binged it then and just watched all of it yeah, like a super fast. I didn't realize it to, that you took so long to get it was a long time. It. Yeah, like I always loved it. Like whenever I saw it, I just liked what I saw. And it I mean, I have no ties to the mafia, but yeah. like just living in this area like we joked about, I grew up around a lot of people like that, like right. you culturally. Yeah, culturally. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Italian American descent, like even the sets just like all the wood paneling and their the, houses the yeah. houses the bars like my dad was a bartender and my mom would like bring me there to just like hang out all the- it's kind of weird because like i i grew up in bars kind of not like every single day right but you just see all of these characters and then like as an adult working with my dad we would go to places after work and just hang out with like people that like they talked like this they had like the same kind of thing oh yeah. so it was just like It's, it's such a show that just feels, it's so weird to say because like the characters are pieces of shit and Mm. like, you know, they kill people and they're bad, but like, it makes me feel comfortable watching it because I'm so familiar
0: with it. 100%. And I would, I would say that it's authentic. um, It's, uh, it's not necessarily that odd of a feeling because I think at the core of this show is the juxtaposition between the criminal, like illicit activities. Versus just the commonplace family stuff. Because right. that is a big part of the it show. It is. Um, Jimmy, the show, as you know, just from living Culture. in a society, is anchored by an amazing performance by James Gandolfini as yep. the, the patriarch Tony Soprano. Um, it's about the internal struggle. His crime family, when the show picks up, is at a, a period of flux. So the former, just to give you a little background, the former head of the family, uh, Jackie April, you're going to see he's going through uh, an illness. He has cancer. And there's some question as to who's going to take take charge if he passes away. Okay. Um, Tony is also a person who de- is dealing with a lot of anxiety and mental health issues, mm. which, as you can imagine, in the '90s in the mafia, yeah. was not really uh,
1: something people talk. I mean, about.
0: Exactly. it's
2: stigmatized as it is. Yeah. It's stigmatized yeah. for men. Yeah. It's and then 20 years ago, there's an even bigger stigma. Right.
0: Like and in the Italian culture. Yeah. You know, yeah. Especially, totally. Like. Um, we're, we're the odd family and Jeff, I think you are too. That's like of Italian descent, but is not Catholic. Most No, of my, descent. my family was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so even within that community, there's this idea of later on in the series when, you know, certain characters are having issues, they turn to a priest rather mm. than a therapist. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what's your level of, oh, let me just tell you how I got into it. So, okay. uh, I would say halfway through the series, it was, this is a weird thing, but, somehow both of my parents ended up in the hospital at the same time mm-hmm. uh, I remember that like, I yeah. them, yeah. uh my, my dad had had surgery on his back and my mom was like helping take care of him and then like he got a really bad infection and then she got it from helping him take care of it like cl- yeah. clean the yeah. wound and stuff yeah. so they were both in the hospital and then they were both out of work for a little while and they watched The Sopranos as Jeff said my uncle Keith had all the DVDs so they watched the whole series and they were like this is amazing you should check this out and I started binge watching it. And uh, so I was caught up, I would say, by like the second to last season. Yeah. And then none of us had HBO. So I yeah, would go to Jimmy's house as yep. he was a small child playing Sonic in his bedroom. <laughs> yep. And I would watch The Sopranos with his mom because <laughs> they live we nearby.
1: Pokemon Snap before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's how I got into The Sopranos. Jimmy, what's your level of exposure?
1: Um, funny enough, you're talking about your parents watching it is I remember watching it with your dad oh really? uh, yeah six star brian and um uh i remember your mom coming out saying like he's too young he shouldn't be watching this <laughs> like you guys were, or they were just like watching it in the um the living room in the living room i think and she was right yeah you, you no. were probably like nine years old yeah probably around there and um but yeah from what i remember i remember like watching it and like, obviously, I was a kid, so I don't really know that much about it. But, like, I've never felt, like, so much, like, familiarity and, like, how grounded it was. And um...
0: It is really weird. Like, I know we're, like, harping on this a little bit. But even little things, like, there's a moment, like, uh, when someone comes over to the house and Tony's wife says, like oh there's rigatoni in the
2: fridge
1: you could heat it up like damn yeah that's that's a thing that happens yeah Yeah.
2: like the Gapagal thing is a a joke but like that's my grandma every single time i went over her house she had Gapagal. yeah
1: yeah i mean just like how we were brought up to like my mom always says like oh you should always bring something over to a friend's house or whatever like if you're invited over you should always bring something um just like i don't know growing up like with an italian lineage i mean we're not super italian but like it's on the matriarchal of, side of right. our family. So yeah. like
0: the cooking and the, the eating and stuff right. is very. Yeah. You're going to watch these episodes and see a lot of things that you're familiar.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure.
0: Even the way they decorate their house. and stuff.
1: But yeah, I remember I remember when the finale was airing because my mom had a big party, had a bunch of people over. And I remember the ending happening, which I do know about the ending just from culture. Yeah. I don't think that's really a big thing that's like keeping w- me away from watching the show. Yeah. Um, because like it's an ending, but like I, I want to the, the ending before I saw yeah. the entire show too. I want to see the journey, how to get there and stuff. But I remember the ending, which is like obviously a huge thing and everybody made fun Round of it.
2: Roundtable quick questions. Yeah. Jimmy, you know the ending. Do yes. you like it or
1: not? I like it.
2: Dan, do you like it or not? Yes I no? use it.
0: Yes. Okay. But the background is the first time I watched it at that party with Jimmy's yeah. mom. I hated it, and then when I rewatched the whole series as an adult, because I was probably only like sixteen. I think I yeah, just had probably. my driver's license. After I've watched a lot of other TV shows and movies and stuff, I was like, I get this, and it's awesome. Yeah, Jeff, love it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Absolutely but I remember not. that happening, and everyone was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, it was mostly like, just everyone. shocking. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, I remember that happening and uh, all that. So. Um, I'm excited to uh, go along with this journey. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if I was talked to, anyway. not to
0: not to spoil anything, <laughs> I but I, I feel like this is a home run. Yeah. I mean, it's right <laughs> up Jimmy's alley. He owns the entire box set.
1: <laughs> um, so I I think I'm this gonna is, sell it if I hate it.
0: Yeah, I'll buy it for you for ten
1: dollars. Yeah, so I think I, that's what I paid for
0: it. I, I think this is a home run in in choosing what episodes you're gonna watch. I talked to Jeff about this, so I knew. For me the first three episodes are key Uh, It really lays out the groundwork Of not just Tony um, And the mafia life But there's also a lot of family stuff in those first Couple episodes that I think are Mm -hmm. important and then I also knew there's a sp- an episode that's really special to me. It's probably one of my favorite overall episodes of The Sopranos. Um, and it's sort of a bottle episode. So I figured, hey, I'll have Jimmy watch the first three episodes. And then we'll skip to this bottle episode that's mm. called College. Okay. Um, however, when looking at the actual list of where that episode fell in the season... It, it's the fifth episode, so I figure rather than skip the fourth episode, I can just watch all five episodes. Yes, I know it, it seems, seems like much, it's later. much later. So, so Jeff and I agreed we're gonna have you. I know it's a little bit more than we
1: usually give you.
0: You know, we're, you, it's
1: fine. You're
0: gonna like it. So, we're gonna have you watch yeah. the first five episodes of season one. All of right, the Sopranos.
1: Cool. And um, if you guys wanted to follow along, I'm sure it's on HBO Max, HBO yes. proper. One hundred percent. Get the Blu-ray set. I got it for like twenty bucks on, on Prime Day like two years ago. Yeah.
2: Bada bing, baby.
1: We're starting with the dawn of the prestige television show. Yes, arguably the first prestige television show. Yes.
0: I think some people say The Wire, but...
1: Um, oh, yeah. The Wire is before that, huh? I'm not sure. I think that's 98, 97. Yeah, so is this. There. Yeah. This is like 98, 99. Something True. There. But uh, we're talking about The Sopranos. Or if you're from New Jersey, The Sopranos. Yeah, as Jeff pointed out. Yeah. And, so Jimmy, uh, I asked you to watch the first five episodes. Yes. The first
0: of these, we're we're going to be spoiling them. Mm-hmm. The first episode is aptly titled Soprano. "The
1: Sopranos." Yeah. Um. So we get to our boy Tony Soprano, hmm. and um, he just wants to enjoy his ducks, man. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, in their family home, there's just uh, these. This family of ducks that are uh, enjoying their pool. Yeah. And he is very much enjoying it. I love this
0: stuff because Tony is is eccentric. He's not the average mobster. Yes. Most people would have been pissed and killed the ducks or had him removed. Right. He's like sort of embraced the the jubilance of like he loves the idea that they had babies and he's watching the babies grow up and stuff like that. Yes. And they become sort of a metaphor for his own family.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we should also say Jeff is not here. Uh, he's having a baby. Yeah. He was on the first half. Now he's uh, he's sending to a child.
0: Yeah, he chose his family. Yeah. Much like Tony Soprano.
1: Yes. Um, so this episode, I wouldn't say, is super plot heavy. Um, I didn't really get that much of a plot other than uh, Tony has... Uh, basically, we get an entire narration by Tony throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out it's him talking to his therapist. Yep. Because he had a panic attack and collapsed. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting because I didn't know that whole aspect of the show at all. Oh, really? No. Um, you didn't know that he was speaking to a psychiatrist? No, I didn't know that... Um, oh, that panic that was, attacks and stuff? Yeah, I didn't know about like this whole mental health thing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's sort of the
0: conceit is right. um, the show was came out after that Billy Crystal, Robert De Niro movie Mm. where the mobster sees a therapist. Oh yeah. And they were like, what if that was serious? Because that would actually cause issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely very interesting. And um, throughout this episode, it's basically him just sort of describing his day to day life to the therapist, but like sort of like trying to take some stuff out because Mm. he doesn't want to reveal anything. Yeah. But um, she probably knows, especially as we go on. It's alluded
0: to that he's well known. Yes. Like there's moments in other episodes where people recognize him in public or his right. name is thrown out on the news and stuff like that. Yeah. I think he's supposed to be sort of like a um, John Gotti type figure. Yeah. Where people know about him.
1: Right. Yeah. And then we even get some more, we get some John Gotti stuff in the next episode too. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I basically just want to talk about like the environments of, of the show yeah. a little bit more because... I don't think we really talk about that sort of stuff in the show. We usually go like pretty heavy on plot, but we, um, we get to this, um, this Italian family who's living in the tri-state area. I know we really gushed about this in the first half, but like, I think it really hits home how like true to life it is. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's so good because like this entire episode, um, Tony's trying to get his mom to come to the party, but she doesn't want to drive. She doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Um,
0: His mother, Lydia, is a lot.
1: Yes, she is, as we find out. Um, But uh, he's basically saying, like, come, bring your baked ziti or whatever. And then um, basically they get a phone call later on saying that she's not coming. And then Tony's son went, no fucking ziti now. (laughs) That was a great moment. (laughs) It was so (laughs) funny. Yeah, it was so funny. And um, it, it just sort of like really harkens on. Just those like, little moments that are like, oh, I can relate to that, mm-hmm. which is really nice for this kind of show because it's it's supposed to show the dichotomy between like his personal life and his work life. Yep. And um, it, it was really interesting to see something that's so relatable, and it's a 20-year-old show. Even the
0: idea that this cookout where Tony's cooking yes. hot dogs and hamburgers would also have trays of baked ziti yes. is a very real
1: italian american thing it really is yeah it's really nice and like just the little moments like um his mother has the exact same couch that i used to have yeah and i was like oh my gosh yeah you're gonna get a lot of that yeah
0: and i mean the sopranos is a very popular show i'm with you we don't need to delve too deeply into plot here i think the whole purpose of this first episode is to prove why tony needs therapy yes his Quote, unquote, work life is not going great. Right. The head of his crime family, his arguably best friend, Jackie. Yes. Is not doing well. He has cancer. Yes. There's a lot of infighting over who's going to sort of take control. His uncle junior is pushing back against him, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to like sort of take control. He thinks that he's owed a level of respect and control. Meanwhile, Tony's. Part of his own crew is his nephew slash cousin Christopher. Yes. Which is a whole weird situation. It's not really his nephew. Right. Technically, he is Carmella's, who is Tony's wife. Yes. He's Carmella's second cousin, mm-hmm. but he calls him his nephew because they're closer than that. Right. Um, And he's sort of pushing back. He wants to be coming up and sort of make his name in the crime business. Right. So he starts to go off on his own and do some things that, you know, push back against Uncle Junior. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so his work life is very stressful. His family life is very stressful. Yes. His mother is a domineering, critical, depressed person. Yes. uh, Who's always been hard on him. Yes. And his wife and him have a strained relationship. She knows he's like cheating on her or has cheated on her. So he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. And I think basically basically that's the whole purpose of this episode.
1: Yeah. And we also see some like... Cool mob stuff because it's a mob show. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they chase down somebody with their car and like he beats the shit out of them. Guy who owes him money. Yeah. Where's my fucking money? I was like, oh, is that where that's from? Sorry, Jim. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Um, But yeah, it was all very good. And uh, we saw some killings. We saw some laser discs. Yep.
0: <laughs> we saw Christopher have a meeting with a representative from the Czech mob who yep. was competing with them for their actual garbage. Right. Business. So one of the ways they make money, Jim, I think the show does a good thing and then it doesn't over explain. But sometimes I think it does hinder because it can just be complicated. But Mm -hmm. they make money from kickbacks from unions. Yes. So unionized businesses are important to them and they're being underbid on these jobs by the, the check mob. So Christopher has this meeting where he tries to make it out like, hey, we're the young guys and we should make a deal ourselves and sort of freeze out these like older guys and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. we need to work together. And the Czech guy like loosens up and stuff. And then Christopher shoots him in the head.
1: Yes. And uh, very uh, just matter of factly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, we're uh, we're in this. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much like the, the entire first episode. Yep. Um they're uh they're trying to get their uh his mother into a uh nursing home basically and she's freaking out because she doesn't want to be in a nursing home mm-hmm. and then tony has a panic attack collapse and then she immediately goes somebody get a doctor <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny she's awesome in this yeah show. she's I my love, favorite character
0: i wish the lord would take me yeah she says all the time
1: yeah it's so good
0: the only other thing plot wise that i think is worth mentioning in this episode because it does come up later yeah is tony's childhood friend artie bucco who is not part of the mob he runs a restaurant that all these mob guys love
1: oh right right and
0: there's this bone of contention because uncle jr wants to kill someone in Artie's restaurant and tony's like you can't do that you're gonna ruin the guy's business no one's gonna want to go there after someone got shot in the head right so uncle jr's not willing to back down yes so the way tony solves the problem is he has someone blow up the rest restaurant right yeah which is still not great for Artie.
1: No, it's not good. But he's like, you'll get the insurance money. You're <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, he's like, stop whining. Right, yeah. It, it's it's good. And then um, at the very end, too, um, we see the psychiatrist and her husband, partner, I don't remember who, um, are trying to get a table. And uh it, it's like impossible and then tony soprano and his wife show up and then they immediately get a table yep and um, just because they talked to him yeah exactly wasn't
0: tony soprano's wife by the way
1: oh right 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 yeah it was his, his uh, Gumad, which yeah, is his mistress yeah basically um and um he talks to a, another waiter and basically gets them be, gets the psychiatrist a table too yep and uh i was like oh that's kind of funny
0: And that's when you see that Tony's famous because his psychiatrist boyfriend is like, were you just talking to Tony Soprano?
1: Right, yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, We get into the next episode, which is titled 46 Long. Do you understand this reference? I do not. I was like, I wonder if Jimmy knows this. I don't.
0: 46 Long is a suit measurement. That's how you would say what size suit you wear.
1: Okay, that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a
0: large suit. That's probably a Tony Soprano size suit.
1: Yes, um, basically some more just, uh, family wise, they're still trying to get Tony's mom to, to go into a, uh, a nursing home because she accidentally smashes into another woman with the car,
0: which was crazy. That scene. Yeah. She hits her in the driveway and the woman rolls up on her windshield. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> it was really funny. Someone was like, Oh, is your mom? Okay. And he's like broken wrist. And, uh, they're like, what about the other woman? And they're just he's like, like hip. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: was uh his his psychiatrist
1: yeah that was so funny um that was really well done and um i don't really remember like what was going on with the mob side with the so
0: there's one other family thing that i wanted to talk about in this episode which is that uh aj anthony jr tony's son basically tells them just as like an anecdote an interesting story like oh my science teacher's car was stolen right out of the school Oh, right yeah and carmella tony's wife is like could you uh do something about that? Yeah. And he's like, uh, Anthony, what are you getting in science? And he's like, a D plus. He's like, I'll see what I can do.
1: Yeah. So funny.
0: So throughout, I mean, they jump back and forth a lot, but basically throughout the episode, they track down the stolen car to the chop shop. They track down the guys who stole it. And they're like, right. hey, you got to steal another one. Yeah. So they return the car to the high school teacher's parking spot and it's clearly not the car. Yes. He opens the trunk and
1: the paint is still wet. Totally different, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny.
0: And and I love Anthony Jr.'s response. Everyone's crowded around the guy's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. the paint's still wet." And AJ goes, "My dad's a hero."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really funny and really well done.
0: On the mob side, Christopher and his loser partner brendan yes tony doesn't trust yes have started or continued hijacking trucks right yeah now this is a problem for uncle jr because uncle jr is being paid by that trucking um company they're paying him protection money in other words like if you pay me i'll make sure nothing bad happens to your trucks right and yet christopher and brendan are hijacking hijacked it yeah so this is a bad situation
1: yep um especially funny too because they're trying to get the truck and accidentally killed the driver. Yep. Which was probably my biggest laugh out loud moment. Because the gun like accidentally falls and, and goes off. And like they think that everything is fine. Then the driver just collapses. <laughs> he just slumps over. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh no. And the truck that they were stealing was a, a load of Italian suits. suits. Yep. Uh, so they bring it to Tony. And he like lays into him. He's like, "Do you know what you did? You know what you cost me? Like this right. is going to screw things up. And he's like. He's like, you need to return these right now. And uh, Silvio, who I don't think we mentioned in the first part of the episode, but so Silvio is like his consigliere, like his advisor. Yes. That's the guy with the pompadour. Yes. Uh, Do you know who he's played by? No. He's played by Steven Van Zandt, the lead guitarist for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Right, right,
1: right, right. Yeah
0: um which is just a funny little yeah side that look. is funny but he's like hey tony uh you think he would miss if a couple, a couple of these suits yeah didn't go back really And funny. tony like doesn't want to acknowledge it but he just he he looks at chris and he's like what are you waiting for i want to see this rack this rack and this rack loaded on that truck right now <laughs> yeah. and he leaves off one whole one rack of, of suits yeah and then they clearly are like looking through the suits trying them on and stuff like yeah. that I, I love that scene
1: yeah and you like even get the confirmation later on saying like yeah we got most of the suits back or whatever yep which is really funny. But yeah, overall, a uh, enjoyable episode.
0: Yeah. And at the end, they get they finally like force um, Lydia, Tony's mom, to live in a nursing home. Yes. Uh, the last straw that broke the camel's back throughout the first two episodes, we've seen her giving away her possessions because she wants to die. <laughs> yes. And Tony finds out that she gave away her like very valuable Cartier jewelry oh, to some right. like second cousin that yeah. doesn't even come around or anything. And Tony's like, that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a nurse that's in there with with her, and he is she's like basically accusing her of stealing stuff, and then doesn't realize that she like got rid of them.
0: And they say every possible racist thing to this nurse, yes. even like Tony. Everyone yes. has a racist thing to say.
1: Yeah, it's uh funny yet unfortunate. Yep. Um. Uh. Then we get to denial, anger, and acceptance. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be a death episode. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it's basically um, the uh, the head of the uh, the mob that they're a part of is dying. Jackie. Yeah.
0: Jackie April.
1: Yep. And um, he just keeps on getting worse and worse. And then towards the end, he he dies or whatever. But they're sort of like figuring out like what they're going to do when he dies, like who's going to take up the reins. Unless I'm thinking of the second up the next episode.
0: Uh, It goes through the course of these. I mean, I mean, the deciding who's going to be the leader is more episode four right um this episode is mounting tension between tony and uncle jr yes because of what christopher and brendan did brendan did right so uh uncle jr decides to take matters into his own hands and he has christopher like kidnapped by these like random like russian dudes beaten up and threatened to be killed like they drag him out to like the meadowlands where it's like notoriously where people are like drop their bodies right um and then he he has Uncle Junior has his sort of like right hand man kill Brendan.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. That that was a disturbing scene too. Like his body was just like twitching in the bathtub.
0: Yeah. Um. There's also like another mob subplot thing, which is what Tony and his crew are working on during this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. They get hired by this Hasidic Jewish guy, uh, this yes. motel owner, right, to basically like threaten his son-in-law to give his daughter a divorce.
1: Yes. Under
0: like Hasidic law. Um, You sort of have to like pay your way out of a marriage. Mm. They call it the get. It's sort of like an opposite dowry. So in order, like, because divorces are a big deal, the son-in-law wants something. Mm-hmm. And he decides that because he works at this motel and he supposedly like built the motel. Yes. He wants, I think, 50% or something like
1: that. Sounds right. Yeah.
0: Um, And the motel owner is like, no. So Tony's crew is pressuring him. Uh, he won't back down. Finally, uh, Tony threatens to cut off his penis.
1: Yes. And uh, he, that was really funny. He, he like calls somebody and they're like, so what am I supposed to do? And he was like, well, why don't you uh, make the threat that any man can't live without? And he's yeah. like, oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's that's hash, who is like right. a Jewish guy that right. used to be an advisor to Tony's father. Yes. And uh, yeah, so he the the messed up thing is they leave uh the next morning they go to meet with the man who hired them and he does not hold up his end of the bargain he said if you convince my son-in-law to get to the give the divorce i'll give you a third of the business right uh instead he offers him like cash i forget how much like five grand or something like that right and um tony's like this is not what the deal was and he's like well, my son-in-law agreed to take less of the business, so we made the deal ourselves. It wasn't because of you, and Tony's not having that. Yes. So they beat the crap out of the guy. Yes. And I forget how that's resolved, but I mean, that's the gist of that.
1: Yeah, for the most part. Don't they also bash his head with the bell? Yeah. Which is very funny. That's
0: Paulie Walnuts, who's a character that's pretty much comic relief, but he's yeah. awesome. The guy with the gray in the side of his hair and stuff. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only note that I wrote. I said, I don't really have anything to say about this episode other than the du- Jewish guy getting his ba- his head bashed in with the bell.
0: Yeah. I would say that this episode is filler, but not in a bad way because no, it's,
1: it's just, uh, it's sort
0: of like fan servicey, even though it's right. only the third episode. <laughs> yeah. They give you an episode of like what you want to see. It's a little bit more right. lighthearted yep. on the, on the, like the sort of crime side. But it's also uh, ramping up and escalating the tension between Tony and Uncle Junior. Uncle Junior, Junior. yeah. Which sort of comes to fruition with... um, Meadowlands, that fourth episode. Yeah, but what I also want to say in the end of this episode is when when Tony meets with Uncle Junior to say like, hey, we're men, we're family. Like, let's just talk this out. Uncle Junior's response is, next time you come and see me, you better come heavy. Meaning, bring a gun, which, that's crazy. Yeah. My father is your uncle. Can you imagine getting to the (laughs) point where like... My yeah. dad was like Jimmy. Next time you see me, you better bring a gun because we're gonna kill each other.
1: Yeah, uh, very funny and very interesting. But yeah, we get to uh, Meadowlands. Yep. Um, this is an interesting episode because um, the family. Well, um, AJ is sort of figuring out that his father is like the head of the mob. Yeah. Um, or in the mob, well, in the mob, right? But he's high up there. Um, he's a capo.
0: Would be his technical. Uh, okay uh description yeah
1: um we get some pretty sweet uh moments with uh i don't remember his sister's name um tony's daughter meadow meadow right oh which, that's the name of the episode is meadowlands yeah i get it now um we get a a sweet shot of her on like her windows 95 computer yeah on the mob website which, <laughs> which is it's like really an AOL homepage <laughs> or GeoCities or something yeah it was really funny and um basically sort of explaining it to uh to aj that uh yeah your dad is uh not necessarily in the garbage business yeah
0: well we should say back earlier in episode three or four um or episode two or three yeah meadow and her friend wanted to buy speed from christopher because oh, right. christopher is involved yeah. with drugs and uh he sells it to him under the condition that uh they don't tell anyone yeah well when um christopher gets rounded up by those guys and beaten up and taken off the meadowlands he yeah. thinks it's from tony it's
1: from that yeah
0: um but we see in this episode, Christopher gets out of the hospital and finds that Brendan is dead. Yes. And then he realizes it must be Uncle Junior. Yes. So he reconnects with Tony and he's like, you got to do something about this.
1: Right. There's also a really sweet shot of uh, Tony Soprano playing Mario Kart 64 with uh, only one hand. Yeah. yeah and
0: holding AJ's <laughs> eyes shut so he has a chance <laughs> yeah. at winning.
1: I was like, this is it's not how it works, but okay. It's still fun. And it was a cute little scene. Yeah, a cute little moment. Um yeah and it basically it's this whole thing that's it's a whole lot of tension um christopher is like yeah we need to figure this out or whatever and he's like he basically says that this we have to come in heavy and, and tony's like i'm gonna take care of it
0: uh yeah because jackie april like you said dies in this episode
1: oh is it's this episode yeah gotcha
0: and um you know, Tony has this dinner meeting at the Bada Bing, the strip club. They're eating lobster at a strip club. Yes. Very mob thing to do. <laughs> yes. And those guys are Tony's peers. So those are the other capos. So mm-hmm. Jackie was the boss or the underboss technically because what they don't get into the structure a lot, but they fall under the New York families. Right. Jackie's the head of the New Jersey families. Yes. And then Tony, Uncle Junior, and those other guys that are eating lobster with Tony are the capos. And yes. each of them has their own crew. So the other capos, you know, they know that Tony is like next in line. He's the big earner. Mm -hmm. He's smart. You know, he's done a lot of good stuff for their crews. So they all want him to be the leader. Plus, they think Uncle Junior is sort of outdated. He's old fashioned, stuff like that. Right. So Tony doesn't know what to do. He thinks it's going to come to war. Mm -hmm. He goes to see Uncle Junior. He goes heavy like he said he would. Um, But he has a a conversation with Uncle Junior that Uncle Junior finds very uh, surprising. Yes what did you think of this scene jim
1: Uh, i was very surprised um i was like oh okay i mean but it also makes the most sense right because we don't want to have like a civil war right um so basically tony says like i want you to have it i want you to have the position
0: and uh then they hug yes and it's all decided uncle jr's he's like do you speak for the other capos and he's like I speak for them. So Uncle Junior is going to be the new boss. They yes. hug.
1: He's all
0: happy as a pig he's and
1: shit. Very excited. They all they're uh, they're in um, Jackie's funeral and he's like all dressed up. And yeah. Stuff but before
0: and that, they embrace at this little lunch oh, meeting. Right, yeah. Tony grabs him in sort yes. of a threatening way. He clutches him tight. Yes. And he says in his ear, you'll be the boss, but I'm keeping. And he lists off like five things yeah. that it's clear that's the real power right he's keeping all of jackie's um uh what what do we call them uh unions and things like that mm. which is what really holds sway over the other capos right and meaning like he's gonna get the most kickbacks and stuff yeah and uncle junior knows that and yeah. he agrees to it yeah. because he wants the title
1: yeah that's all he wants he's an
0: old man he's right. been in this for a long time he wants the honor
1: yeah so it's basically like a uh a formality are right yeah
0: and like you said, they're at this funeral. Yeah. And, um, and he's, lo- he's loving it. Yeah. Everyone's coming to pay their respects to him to kiss the ring. Right. And those other capos that we saw at the dinner scene, they, they had pulled Tony aside and they're like, they're like, why did you do this? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, don't you get it? He's like, being the boss is a shitty job. Yeah. He's like, the FBI is watching you constantly. Like anytime right. something goes wrong, it comes to you. He's. Like, and so one of the other capos gets it. He's like, so you get to pull all the strings you still make the most money and uncle jr's there to take take the hit for
1: us right
0: yeah and he's basically like yep
1: yeah um then we also have a really great shot too of of uh anthony jr watching uh basically like tony talking to everybody and he is like sort of making that connection
0: and he looks over and he sees like the feds taking pictures of the yeah. funeral scene which is very like reminiscent to godfather yeah for sure um stuff like that so yeah it sort of sinks in that right his dad's
1: mobbed up <laughs> yeah um, then we get to the episode that um that you picked that you really wanted to talk about. Yeah, this uh, is one of my favorite episodes. College. Yeah. Um this one I it felt um I pretty much like knew what to expect just because based on what you said, you said it was kind of like a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. Um sort of reminded me of the Daria college episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in a weird twisted yeah. way.
1: Um but um Basically, this episode, uh, Tony and Meadow are going to these different schools because Meadow is going off to college. Yep. Um, So they're finding one that she wants to apply to and all of that. And um, it's basically like a bonding exercise between Tony and Meadow and like trying to be like more open and honest with each other. Yeah. Um, Meadow tells Tony that she took speed. She doesn't say who she got it from. But um, of course, Tony freaks out about it. But then otherwise, it's sort of like, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah. And um, she basically gets it out of him that he's with the mob, mm-hmm. uh, which is well, It's probably... a
0: great sequence when she's just like yeah. out of the blue. He, she's like, are you in the mafia? <laughs> yeah. And the look on his face. He's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, the mafia is not real.
1: Right. <laughs> I love yeah. that scene. It's really. And
0: good. then he sort of like cools off and he's like, OK, some of my money comes yeah. from illegal gambling. He's right. Like, but yeah. some of it's legitimate. And she's like, don't try to backpedal now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really funny, but I mean, the whole big like plot of this episode is um, basically what when they're out and about, uh, Tony sees somebody who is from his past, Mm -hmm. who uh, they don't have a great uh, relationship, basically, because he was in the uh, Witness Protection Agency. Right. He ratted on them. Program. Right. And um, so Tony freaks out about it. And uh, Meadow, of course, is like, what's happening? Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. I thought I just saw somebody that I knew.
0: Well, this is really, I mean, we can get to where this ends up, but this is the plot, the A plot of the episode. And it's really sad because in the first sequence, when they're driving together, Tony and Meadow establish this trust uh, and this honesty with each other. And then the rest of the episode, we have to watch Tony chip away at that, just (laughs) lie and and make excuses and stuff like that. Right. And um, it shows that he's choosing his mob family over his real family. Right he puts meadow in danger at times he takes yeah. off on a car chase he leaves her at hotel in the middle of the night right but yeah i mean you can get to where this a plot ends up and then i want to talk about Carmela's subplot as well
1: oh yeah for sure uh yeah so basically uh this episode tony is like basically looking for him trying to find out where he lives
0: and if it's definitely the guy right yeah
1: he's like spying on him and stuff and um he gets
0: confirmation from Christopher that it really is this guy. Yep. And Christopher offers to come up there and kill the guy.
1: Right. And it, Tony's like, no, I'm just going to take care of it myself. Yeah.
0: He has friends that like died in prison because this guy ratted on
1: him and stuff. Right. Um, so uh, basically he finds him. It's this whole big confrontation.
0: By and... the way, this guy found Tony too. And right. And there was a yeah. moment where he could have t-
1: killed, killed Tony. Him. Right. Yeah. But
0: Tony was with Meadow and he right. didn't
1: do it. Yeah, well, he got distracted by, like, somebody walking by or something. Yeah,
0: he's not a great guy, though. He also tried to hire people to kill Tony, and they, they right. were, like, dr- junkies who backed out.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tony finds him and uh, basically strangles him. Yep. And uh, we get the first real uh, Tony killing somebody. I was like, oh, boy, and it was brutal. Visceral, right? Yeah, it was... Uh, he,
0: kill- he strangles him with an electrical wire. Yeah. And it's, like, cutting into his hand. Right. And he's, like, squeezing so hard that he's, like, spitting and stuff.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's brutal. And I was like, oh boy, like that was, that's a lot.
0: And then he immediately has to go pick up
1: yeah, uh, Meadow. Yeah, Meadow at, front, at the school. And uh, Meadow is like freaking out because she sees her, she sees his hands. It's like, what did you do?
0: And he's yeah. like, oh, I cut myself on a screen yeah.
1: door. It's just like bad lie after she bad lie. The she sees the dirt knows.
0: on his shoes. Right. And he's like, oh, I walked through a puddle. I'm dumb. And she's like, dad, are you sure you're telling me the truth? And he's yeah. like. I'm hurt that you would even ask that. Yeah, and she just like goes back inside herself, and we right. see that all that trust and honesty is out the window.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you want to go off of uh, Carmela's? Uh, yeah. Story? So
0: rewatching this episode, I I had forgotten that this happens in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's sort of like two bottle episodes
1: yeah. for the price of one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, A lot so, of value there.
0: So you get Carmela, who didn't go on the college tour because she's homesick. Yes. Uh, and then. We've seen in earlier episodes that she has this relationship with this priest that she believes she's trying to save Tony's soul and stuff. But she seems a little infatuated with this mm. young priest.
1: Yeah, he's he, always in the house.
0: Yeah, he shows up unannounced, un, uninvited, which is a little rude because he says he has a hankering for her baked ziti. <laughs> yeah. So she's all happy to oblige. And I think she's sort of like a teacher's pet type person. Yeah. I think she likes the fact that she has this relationship with the priest. Jimmy, you're not a big church-going person, but there are people like this at oh, every yeah. church right. that feel like if they have a special connection to the pastor or the priest, mm-hmm. that they're like special. They're like teacher's pet.
1: Like a Ned Flanders.
0: Yeah. And I think that's w- what she has going on. In, right. And he's reciprocating. But they sort of have this meal. Um, they're drinking wine. She opens up to him that she feels guilty for you know, going along with Tony's Tony. lifestyle, even though right. she knows like he's bad and he's committing sin and stuff. So he, he offers to give her, uh, first he he takes her confession,
1: mm-hmm. then
0: he offers to give her communion. Yes. Which is sort of a very intimate
1: act. It is, yeah.
0: And I think the show did a good job of portraying that.
1: I definitely agree, yeah.
0: Um, and then there's this whole thing, which I guess is a thing, I'm not Catholic, but I think he poured the wine out into the chalice. Mm-hmm. And because it's blessed as a sacrament, you're not supposed to like i mean dump it down the sink or right. put it back in the bottle so Carmela takes her sip of the communion wine and then he like chugs the rest of it mm-hmm. so at this point they're both a little tipsy yes and they're like sitting on the floor talking and they're watching this movie and there's a moment where they like sort of fall asleep together in the living room mm-hmm. and aj calls and he's like hey can i sleep over at my friend's house and she's like sure and then there's this moment where she like says that to the priest. Yes. She's like, okay, AJ's out for the night. Yeah. And uh I mean, I guess nothing happens. Yes. But I mean, what do you think, Jim?
1: They both want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this whole scene. Um, basically it's you can cut the tension with a knife. Like it's it's really
0: It's one of these scenes where there's no sex involved, but it's like incredibly intimate. Right. And it feels like He's gone too far with his vows. He's betrayed his vows. Yes. And she's betrayed her married uh, marriage vows. It feels like an emotional affair.
1: Mm -hmm. And then even when everything is said and done and Tony gets home, she basically says everything to him. But it's sort of like we didn't do anything. Like, why would I say anything if we didn't do anything or if we did, did, did something, you know?
0: And I mean, you could see in the morning they both act like they had sex even when they didn't. Yes. The priest is like uh we should talk about it and she's like everything's fine we didn't do anything right yeah and but she's clearly uncomfortable she's like you should probably go and stuff like that right and then like you said tony comes home i don't know that he believes that nothing happened
1: oh yeah no he doesn't he's
0: like so he spent the whole night here and nothing happened yeah but he also can't really do anything about it because it's clear that he cheats right yeah so it just ends with this awkward standoff
1: yep and uh that's how we finish our five episodes yeah so Jim, uh overall yeah. thoughts overall thoughts um it's um i don't know how else i would put it other than like it feels like comfort food uh-huh um where like you're you're watching it and like it, it's comforting because like it's it's something that you can sort of relate to but then like you sort of have like this other side to it which is like intriguing um yeah i don't really have anything else to say i about mean i mean to expand on that,
0: what I feel at least, and you could tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the Sopranos is genre defying, meaning I don't know if it steps outside of the footprint of previous mob stuff, Mm -hmm. but I would consider it genre defining. Meaning I think it's, some of the best.
1: Oh, yeah. I could see that.
0: I mean, arguably, like, you have movies like Godfather and Goodfellas that are better. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you get, like, nine seasons or yeah. however many of The yeah. Sopranos and yeah. you see this full story arc over years right. is really
1: powerful. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that.
0: So, Jimmy, it kind of seems like a foregone conclusion.
1: I don't know, Dan.
0: And I felt like it was a foregone conclusion <laughs> even before we started this episode. But was I in sort of Jeff... <laughs> Were we able to talk you into The Sopranos?
1: Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> you don't even need to pause no, for that. come on, man. It's really good, uh, really enjoyable to watch. Um, I didn't want to stop watching, but... It's really good, right? I didn't want to talk about stuff that didn't happen. We
0: didn't even dive into, like, so much more you could talk about in this show, like the performances. Yeah. Uh, James Gandolfini,
1: I mean... He's great, yeah. You
0: could see why this was a career-defining role for yeah. him.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, like, good on him, because obviously it sucks that he's, he's not alive anymore, but, like, he did like how many seasons of the show? Yeah, you I don't know? remember. About all um, but um, yeah, no, he was great, and I'm so glad that I get to sit and watch more of it.
0: Right, you get that's like the joyful thing. Like I really loved. I just rewatched the Sopranos like a year ago. Yeah, and I was like so sucked in by these five episodes. I'm like, really, this is so good. Like I, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to keep watching, but now that we're on a break from the podcast, I yeah. might honestly just keep <laughs> watching the Sopranos. Yeah, I um. It, it is like comfort
1: food. Yeah, exactly. It's like
0: grandma's baked ziti. Our <laughs> yes. grandma used to bring baked ziti to things, right, too. Right,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, no, it, that's the only thing that I could really describe it as. Because, like, yes, it is prestigey. It is good. But, like, at the core of it, it's a family drama. Yeah. And um, the family is, like, super relatable. Yeah. Um, Uh, great performances. Um, It just feels like comforting.
0: It manages to be a prestige television show without being pretentious. Agreed. At its core, it's a very simple story. Yes. And it's not super artsy fartsy. No. Like we just talked about Euphoria, which you heard a few weeks ago. Yes. That's a great show. I love it. Mm -hmm. But at times it takes itself a little too seriously. (laughs) Yes. Um, I think it tries a little too hard to be artistic. Yes. This show does not feel like that it feels like it's art because it's just done really well
1: yeah it's executed well this is a perfect time for me to watch it too because i'm not watching anything that's like that's like this right now like you can sort of like put this in with like a breaking bad or a better call Saul yeah like you're sort of like in the deep underbelly of like a crime or whatever and um i'm not into that anything with that right now mm-hmm. so um now i get to watch this and you have so
0: far to go so much fun stuff like some yeah. of my favorite characters haven't even been introduced yet yeah you have crazy subplots coming
1: yeah it's, it's all super enjoyable it's really good and i'm glad we finally did this episode so i, can I watch hope you it.
0: finish it because i would like to do like a mini episode with you oh. about, about the finale oh, okay that's interesting so we'll have to talk about that and see if you keep up with it all right sounds good in the meantime yes jimmy yes we're recording these in a weird order do you remember what we're recording next good question dan uh we
1: are you're gonna be talking me into something jim a youtube series oh wow we're already there yeah wow all right so next week i am talking dan into a youtube series that i know he's gonna like i mean come on man it's called binging with babish it is a uh a cooking youtube show that's that got super popular over the past few years. Um, it's this dude who, uh, basically makes food from TV shows and movies that everybody enjoys. And, uh,
0: that sounds like it combines a lot of things I like.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I sort of got into it. Um, couple other videos too. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be enjoyable. There's a playlist. It's going to be on the bottom of this episode in the show notes and, uh, watch along with us. It's pretty short. I think it's 15 videos long and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about them and spoil them. Yeah. Be very spoilerable. <laughs> Spoilery. Yeah. In the meantime, Dan, where can people find the podcast online. Wow, you could find us all
0: over the internet. Uh frequently we're we're updating our Twitter, twitter.com/talkmeinto, you know.
1: Twitter.com, yeah. give huh? Give wow. out the full address. Yeah.
0: We're on Instagram uh at talk me into pod yes uh you could visit our website that has the links to all the different podcasts you know sites that we're on we
1: have multiple podcasts yeah yeah Yeah.
0: you know what i mean like wherever pods are (laughs) potted talkmeinto.com and last but not least if you feel so inclined you can email us at uh talkmeinto at gmail.com yes i'm I'm good at this yeah you're really good and patreon.com slash talk me into oh yeah
1: yeah Jimmy, where can people find you personally? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-E-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, you can also follow Jeff, Jeff of 5Fs, the number 27, on Twitter. Uh, See those baby updates. I'm sure he's giving them at this point. Dan, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, You can find me on Twitter.com slash Danny (laughs) underscore breakdown. You know, doing the tweets. Yeah. I'm on the SMs.
1: Yeah. Regular like. Sounds
0: good thank you for listening to talk me into what will we we'll talk you into next woke up this morning got myself a gun cool uh,
2: do you want to come to a party by the, the way I this place even
0: I though it, it would be, be funny thing. to have him just put a mic in front of it, I do think you should go direct because some of no, those I, things were hard to hear
2: I, I will uh I just didn't have a chance.
0: Well, it was funny, too, Ugh. seeing you break out a cassette player. Yeah.
2: That
0: so good. good. I love how different all of ours were, too.
1: Yeah. Yours is basically another episode to talk me into, <laughs> which is fine.
2: Who wants to
0: bring us in? The whole point, though, if we did make more, would that it would still be Brett. Yeah. Oh, would, really? Yeah, be the two of us just going to different restaurants, me cooking for him, him cooking for me. You shit. guys are gonna yeah.
2: become boyfriends.
0: We're not gonna do any more of them. Oh. <laughs> We're both way too busy. My girlfriend.
1: I was thinking of the same song. Really? My other two um things that I was gonna talk about in episode one hundred, if if you guys pick mine, was uh Canada Gooses. <laughs> uh ju- Canada uh, Dan, Gooses was really good. Yeah, Dan's uh, story about bonking a Canada Goose. <laughs> And um, the other one was saying no to Jeff's record roundtable one because oh, we're so pissed defeater? about it. Defeater? Yeah, the Defeater yeah. one.
0: <laughs> I could have w- done a true crime thing about when Jeff got called to the police department for emailing. Oh,
1: my gosh. That would have been
2: really <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, who wants to start? Does Dan or me? Doesn't matter. Go ahead. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I
0: haven't
2: gotten around
1: to it yet. Have you read mm. uh, the new Turtles book yet?
2: Not yet. Oh, you was dumb good.
1: bitch. It was real good. It's, right.
2: it's good. Toy boys. Toy boys. Somebody toy us into
1: this. <laughs> you boy. want me to?
2: Yeah. Toy right, into my second. boy. Oh. Oh, how
0: come your stats on the Excel sheet don't count how many times Jimmy intro talk ourselves into?
1: 85%.
2: I have like so many weird f***ing things that I just want to like keep track of for no reason at all. And then I just like don't.